0: Good morning, Ward 6 Alderwoman Kristen Desenso, and you're listening to the Council Roundup.
1: It's, it's It's not magic, it's, just, it's science. This is City Budget Director Bill McCarty, and you're listening to Ray Lytle's Council Roundup. Let's try to keep this uncomplicated and simple. Thing. I like the rule, all of order.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: now it's time for Greg Bishop
3: and the Council Roundup. <laughs> all right. Got to uh, give a shout-out to the mayor. Yeah? He kept that meeting at an hour and five minutes. Way to go, Mayor Legbelder. Really appreciate that. Good job, sir. Uh, so... Let's get right to it. Uh, we're going to hear from um, one of the regional planners mm-hmm. kind of giving Alderman a um, regional planning 101. We're going to hear about another request to give tax dollars to sponsorships for something. And, huh, we you love know, to get those out. questions about well, why are we doing this again? Different amounts. Um, we're also going to hear a couple of reports. One about dilapidated buildings, another about the budgets and spending and how the city's looking. But let's start with Mayor Jim Langfelder um, kicking the meeting off after they took roll last night.
4: This time I'd ask for a, a moment of silence for those that uh, victims that lost their lives in the tragic shootings at El Paso, Texas, as well as uh, Dayton, Ohio. Thank you. And just uh, one thing that was uh, important, I think National Night Out shows the importance of being engaged in our community and being vigilant. We're in new times. Um, You know, tragically, what happened over the weekend. I think every mayor, every city council member, hopes and prays it never happens in their community. But we never know. We need to be engaged, educate our general public. How do we work better together? And that's truly what it's all about. Hmm.
3: So good good moment to talk about the importance of National Night Out and building that community between law enforcement and citizens. Uh, he went on to talk more about how something has to be done about uh, the violence that's that's going on. And that's
4: upon all of us. It doesn't matter, federal, state, local level. It's up to all of us to work together. And that's why I prefer this form of government, because we are nonpartisan. And you put your differences aside to address those tough issues that we face each and every day.
3: So, so I think just an important message for everybody to to let sink in. Mm-hmm. Uh, on to some business, Ray. Uh, how much the city managing its dollars your dollars your tax money uh, how much
5: are they managing my money
3: are they spending inappropriately? appropriately are they overspending are they uh, you know watching their their p's and q's so to speak let's hear from the one the only springfield budget director bill mccarty
1: good evening ladies and gentlemen i am here tonight to do our quarter one financial report
3: so first three months of the year how do we look performance indicators actually first three months of the um, fiscal year how did we look? Performance
1: indicators. This one is our month in cash comparison. If you look at the trend, it is positive, which we are happy to see.
3: So, looking good. Key performance indicators up. What about comparisons to previous years? I think it's worth
1: pointing out that we are certainly trending in the right direction and at a point where that particular KPI ended up better off than this year than we were back in FY16, which was a very good year for the city of Springfield
3: hmm so uh, average daily balance. We're looking good on uh, on that. what about uh, again the average daily balance the average
1: daily balance. looking at nine million dollars in FY twenty compared to eight point one million in FY sixteen. So certainly we're very pleased to see those numbers. yeah looking wow. good.
3: looking good.
1: through the first quarter, we'd only expended twenty one percent of budgeted ex- uh, budgeted expenditures. So certainly, On the right side of 25%, where we want to be.
3: So we've got good cash on hand, we're spending less then what was budgeted, uh, and what about how much we're bringing in?
1: Total receipts up $733,000, almost three-quarter of a million dollars this year versus last year, which is certainly a good thing. Our expenses are up $2.865 million, but one key thing to understand with that, if you look at that, it's mostly in the personnel lines because we had an extra payroll this year versus the same time period last year.
3: So um, I'm not sure about what that uh, extra. I have no idea. It's like an extra week or extra two weeks or something.
1: The calendar hasn't changed.
3: Yeah, I don't know. Um, So overall, though, what are we what are we looking at here? Things are looking pretty good right now.
1: Uh, Don't really have a lot of concerns. We need a little more data as we go through the year to really come to any kind of conclusions. But I think based on what we've seen so far, preliminarily, things are looking pretty good.
3: Looking pretty pretty good. Um. Mm -hmm. So, Budget Director McCarty uh, laid out the first quarter of the fiscal year for the city. Um, Again, just to reiterate, we're seeing uh, more cash on hand than back in 2016. Uh, Expenses are uh, below budget. uh, They're also bringing in more money. So, things looking good. Coming back from the break, Ray, we'll hear about uh, some state policies that are going to impact the city's budget. All the stuff they passed. All right, We'll get a breakdown from the Budget Director about what that means to the city's coffers so stay tuned it's on the way
5: all right more council roundup coming up next time
3: all right let's get back to it excuse me mayor what are we voting on we're not voting on we're, we're not voting on anything right now it's not yet not voting joe We're still in the presentation phase uh budget director mccarty laid out the first quarter of the fiscal year looking good um then he's predicting, hey, there's a bunch of other stuff that the state did. It's gonna make the city's finances look even better. Mm. Um, one thing deals with uh, online sales taxes. Here's Budget Director Bill McCarty. The
1: remote sales tax we've talked about, so I won't uh, I won't talk about that much again. Other than to say that once that kicks in next year, we should start to see more sales tax coming back to the community that we lost through the rise in e-commerce. So that's certainly something that we're looking forward to.
3: Also, other possible revenue streams.
1: Uh, The state has implemented a cap on trade-in value of $10,000.
3: For vehicles when you trade it in. Mm -hmm. So no longer are you not going to pay a tax on that vehicle when you trade it in. If it's worth more than $10,000.
1: Cap on trade-in value of $10,000. So if you trade a car in that you get more than that for, you'll be taxed on that.
3: So anticipate more revenue for the city from that. What about legal cannabis?
1: Of course, that's subject to sales tax. The state yeah, also man. allows the community, uh, the city, to place an occupation tax on that. a Retailers' occupation tax up to 3% in addition to local tax.
3: So, a toke tax? Hey, man, it's a toke
1: toke tax.
3: That's funny. Where's the pro pot guy used to call in all the time? He's been uh, noticeably absent. He figured he'd call in like every day just with a celebration. He
5: hasn't realized that it (laughs) doesn't start January 1st. He's already started it. (laughs) Right.
3: Curious if he'll get a sign, you know, and protest the city council. Toke tax. Say no to the toke tax. (laughs) But, dude, you said that you wanted to legalize it and tax the snot out of it. Say no to the toke tax. Um, let's talk now about another vice. All right. Gambling expansion. Oh,
1: from yes. a city of Springfield standpoint, it allows, uh, it allows locations to have an extra machine for the most part around here going from five to six, which theoretically could increase revenues, but that it, it we will have to wait and see on that because yeah. there's already
3: a lot of machines here anyway. So. Yep. No, really? There's already a lot of machines here. No, I was on uh,
5: South Sixth Street Road playing machines on Sunday evening. I went and played a little bit. I think I played like
3: three machines. Yeah, <laughs> no. If I go to the casino,
5: I'll switch around. If I, I go I to just the casino, want to find one that's winning,
3: right? If I go to the casino, uh, which I don't do much, but uh, I, I bounce all over the place. Yeah. I'm I'm hitting up one machine, then I'll go to another machine, and just I'll just float all over the place. Um, but this whole idea of increasing the number of gambling machines from five to six. Uh, is that going to be allowed instantly or is the city going to have to act
1: alderman hanauer actually is, has us working on some amendments that one of those is that amendment so that should be available i'm hoping next week to be circulated depending on alderman hanauer's uh, choice but uh, the city code currently says five it will have to be changed to be, to say six
3: so that's corporation council jim zirkle there mm. something that they didn't mention last night and i got to see if the city will get a cut of this uh the state fairgrounds will have slot machines, oh, video really? gaming. Hmm. Not this year. They're not having it this year. They can get it all up you know up and running for this year. But in the future they will. They'll also be able to have table games. Really? So like essentially play roulette and yeah, blackjack. Blackjack. And stuff? So essentially, we're gonna have a casino in Springfield. It's gonna be at the state fairgrounds.
5: Oh, play blackjack. <laughs>
3: um, also, another uh, source of revenue that the city can expect to see more money from the state: that dreaded double gas tax.
1: And then the last thing is the MFT increase. As you all know, gas, the gas tax, uh, the MFT gas tax here in Illinois essentially doubled, uh, with an extra 19 cents on regular gasoline, and I think maybe I know it's uh, only 19 I don't remember, steps, maybe but 20 I cents, 20 cents or something on diesel fuel. We will see a piece of that. Yeah.
3: Well,
5: every time I get every mad. every time you get mad at it, yeah, I do. I know it's petty, and I should just deal with it. But no, yeah. I get mad every time I see it. I go seventy nine. It'd be a dollar sixty if it weren't for that <laughs> nineteen cents. <laughs> All
3: right. So uh, good to hear from Budget Director McCarty about how well the city's doing and how increasing taxes is going to bring more money into the city's coffers. Yeah. Next,
4: presentation from Daryl Harris uh, from Public Works regarding uh dilapidated housing so
3: daryl harris uh he is the deputy under nate bottom i believe both were approved last night by the way to be, right. uh, hold their positions so here is uh mr harris uh, and these are actually I'm, I'm gonna play a longer clip but he gives a uh timeline of how many buildings they've torn down over several years Good. let me hear this it's pretty it's pretty staggering
2: dude the program started in 2012 in 2012, we had uh, 26 structures that were taken down, that were demolished. 2013, 26. wow. 62 structures. What? 2014, 109 ones. We were one of wow. our bigger uh, larger years as far as tearing down structures. 2015, 75. Wow, That's 2016, still big. 76. Ah. 2017, 61. And 2018, thir- um, 23. <laughs> so for a total of 432 structures, the uh, dilapidated structures that have been torn down from 2012 to 2018. How do we tear
5: Holy them? How do we tear them down? Is oh, it? Wow. Do they? Do they pay? Yeah, a they, company they to do it. Or yeah. did Daryl go out there with a the sledgehammer? <laughs> and take <care> it? <laughs> no. I mean, how do they tear them down?
3: They they tear them down. They they bid it. They put it out for bid. Um, oh. And a, you know, demolition company comes together. Um, Alderwoman Turner, business. Alderwoman Turner suggested getting an, apprenticeships involved in that to help lower costs and whatnot. So they're in discussions about that. But more numbers from Harris. We
2: have another 26 structures in the loop to be torn down nine of them went out to bid those were the ones we talked about briefly last time i appeared here regarding fire safety and structure integrity type issues where we could not um board the structure because we had no cavity to board the structures with Mm.
3: so a lot of buildings have been torn down 400 plus clean it up as well as tear it down of course You know, just go in there and tear it down. That'd be, uh, be wor- that'd be worse cool, yeah. for the community. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have to I don't know. The, the demolition crews demolish it and they clean it up. That's uh, part of the part of the gig. No fun in that. They should. You know what they should do? They should do like a night where come one, come all. Everybody, you have everybody. to be an adult. <laughs> sign a waiver. Saying the city is not liable whatsoever, and then and give to them yes, yeah. give them tools and just let them go nuts. Yeah. I would be there in an instant. Yeah, take part in. That. I would even pay to take part in. That. And then bring in children to do the cleanup. No, 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 We don't need we don't need child labor. You only gotta pay them like a few dollars. We don't need child labor.
5: Give them some hefty bags. Go to town. All
3: right. Um. Next up. We're going to hear about a measure that's on first reading that Alderwoman Turner had a problem with. We're going to get a history lesson about the regional planning group that works with the city on all zoning right. issues and other stuff. And then some new business uh, all on the way here with the Council Roundup. Stay tuned.
5: We'll pick it up again in a
3: moment. It's the Ray Little Morning Show. That's the Council Roundup. All right,
5: news time. 7.30 Culver's has... Uh, strawberry field salads all summer long. It's Culver's, Westland, Wabash. Here is Greg Bishop with the news.
3: Covered a lot of ground so far. Found out that uh, the city's finances are looking good, and thanks to tax increases in the future, it might look better. Uh, also learned how many buildings were torn down in the past, like, six years or something. Uh, one year, one like year they 400 did. plus. Yeah, one year they did over 100. That's wild. Um, Man. Now let's get to the, uh, then after they did the presentations and of it's the all budget, one guy named Daryl with a hammer, you <laughs> right. Right. Uh, so after the presentations on the budget and dilapidated buildings, uh, they you know passed a bunch of ordinances on consents including the one giving the good grace of a downtown university presence. A uh, bunch of appointments, including Nate Bottom and Daryl Harris, to lead the public works department. Uh, so you know they they moved through it pretty quick, and then it got time for bills on first reading, ordinances on first reading. Here is
4: the mayor. First reading agenda number 2019-376 an ordinance authorizing sponsorship payment of $15,000 to the Springfield Sliders.
3: Guys 15 grand going to the sliders that's the ordinance. Well their season just ended it seems like
5: a bad time to get you know know.
3: Yeah. I thought
5: that was to promote the season gone for that earlier
3: Alderwoman Turner her spidey sense got mm-hmm. tickled i guess
5: i just want to
0: say that i i'm very troubled that we have had the um, advisory board in service for a very very short period of time
3: if you recall right uh covered yeah. here on the council roundup there was concerns about you know they had instance after instance of like twenty thousand, fifteen thousand, one one of them was for the sliders uh and Alderwoman Turner, and um, I believe it was uh, Senor at the time, uh, they spearheaded uh, making some kind of advisory board that would review yeah. all of these requests and then make a recommendation to the city. She says that's kind of just being ignored right now, which hmm. begs the question.
0: And this is the second request that has come that is exceeds the amount that's recommended by that body. So I, I renew my concern that why did we go through all huh. of that Get the body in order if we're not going to somehow abide by their recommendations. But this is the second one in, like I said, a very very short period. Mm-hmm.
3: Now, aldermen and alderwomen shouldn't necessarily just be rubber stamps, right? You don't you don't want them to just yeah. rubber stamp things that a unelected body uh, puts forward. Right, so they, they, that's why they get a vote on it, ultimately. But you can still take that recommendation and work it into what you're doing, either take it on face value, that's fine, or, you know, work it in however. Alderman Proctor, um, he he was a little kind of thrown off by this because right. he had the uh, original ordinance to give the sliders some money based off the recommendation, and he was kind of throwing a curveball. You see, you, see, you, see you see what I did there, Ray? Yeah, you used
5: a sports <laughs> reference, Greg.
1: Yeah. I request an ordinance for it to be at $10,000 at the CBB Advisory Committee. And as you'll see, the sponsorship is from the mayor. Um, So I don't know. I requested an ordinance a month ago to be sent for $10,000 at the request of the CBB Advisory Board. That request was ignored for almost a month, and now we have this, so I can't explain it.
3: Ah, you can't explain it. (laughs) His request was ignored for like a month well i mean well why even having it why have an advisory board yeah if you're not going to take the request
5: if you're not going to listen to it, i mean would you sit on that advisory board
3: if if my recommendations aren't going to be taken seriously that's what i mean
5: would you you might be excited like oh i'm excited to be named to this board and then you get there you find out that everything Mm, they don't even pay attention to it
3: so i would i would think that that would be something that they'd consider here's the mayor's response as to why um uh, Proctor's uh, proposed ordinance was ignored.
4: You know, I was going from uh, what was previously, so um, if you want to amend it, you have that option. What is the reason for the 50,000? Uh, oh, 15. I yeah, it's 15. 50.
2: <laughs> wow. I'm sure no. they take 50. <laughs> I'm
4: getting old. Get yeah. your readers on,
0: Chuck. I, I would have been I more than deeply funny. troubled.
5: <laughs> <laughs> they would have liked it, though. Actually, Actually, with, uh, they could do a lot with 50 Gs. Yeah. Come okay.
3: on. So, um, that conversation had, right? They're they're more than likely going to uh, amend that next week in the committee of the whole to bring it down from fifteen thousand to ten thousand dollars. All right. All right. So uh, now it's time for another presentation. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's hear from. If we can amend it now, I'll amend it back down to ten from my original ordinance I filed. No, that's Proctor. I should uh, uh, didn't I didn't note that properly. I Thought I did, but. You go, Alderman Proctor. You go. All right, now let's hear another speech. I
4: would like to recognize Molly Burns if you'd like to come up. Uh, she's with the Regional Planning Commission.
3: Speech, 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 speech. Molly did great. Uh, I'm not going to play it all. Very informative. Good it, Miss Molly. people want to know about the Regional Planning Commission, uh, Sangamon, Springfield, they can listen to the entire speech. She talked about the history of the, uh, the commission, oh, decades long cool. history of regional planning. Uh, again, very informative, but uh, here's a little bit of what she had to say.
6: To explain a little bit about what the Springfield Sangamon County Regional Planning Commission does, I know we have several new aldermen and we also um, have relatively new aldermen, so I wanted to just speak to that issue because, quite frankly, the number one question I get is why are you a county department? <laughs> What do you do for the city of Springfield? Because we think you're associated with the county. So tonight is about straightening out some of that.
3: So, guess she gives the uh, detailed history. <laughs> she gives the detailed history of this commission. This commission the city actually listens to. Oh, God. You now, this commission deals with zoning and a whole bunch of other things. She lays out some of the uh, particulars. But
6: services would be provided not only to Sangamon County and to Springfield, but to other entities within the um, region, such as the Mass Transit District, the Water Reclamation District,
3: the Park District, the Airport Authority. Oh gosh.
6: Basically, all those public bodies out there that needed
3: the services. All those public uh, taxing players, bodies out there.
6: Those are the people we, we plan for. If
3: anything, I just kind of highlight how many layers of government we have. Ugh.
6: But as I said before, we're an independent oh. body, and I take a great huh. deal of pride in being an independent body. My kind of joke statement is don't ask anyone at the planning commission staff a question that you don't want to be prepared to hear the answer to.
3: She went on for a good 10 minutes. Uh, She said that, uh, listen, they they give the facts. They look at case law. Uh, Sometimes people don't like their answers to questions.
6: You know, we're involved in the Springfield Comprehensive Plan. We also have done the comprehensive plans for seven other communities and unincorporated Uh, Sangamon County we're working on right now.
3: All right, I think this is uh, Alder Roman Connolly asking a question.
6: Um, And again, this is just background. Um, So your funding comes from the county the city grants that you have do the smaller communities in sangamon county also contribute they do if they have special projects to to work on
3: so everybody's given money to this commission to check zoning uh, and to do planning and so on uh but then all the women, uh, <laughs> but then all the descenso had a uh, question for molly completely off topic all right
0: can you please pronounce your last name? Because I've heard it said a couple different ways. So
4: I would like to say it correctly. I went to the history. I think. Technically,
0: my last
6: name is Bairns. All right. My husband grew up in the northeast corner of Iowa in a heavily German community. And many years ago, they dropped the umlaut. But it's Bairns. But I answered
5: oh the Bairns, God, she's about Molly, umlauts. and occasionally oh, KU. God.
3: That's funny. Say, we work in umlauts in that conversation? That
5: woman seems like a wonderful woman. She could turn a five-second answer into three minutes. <laughs>
3: All right. Let's get... Uh, we're Boom almost... lots. <laughs> Good God. We're almost done. <laughs> we done with this, uh, this council here. Oh, uh, which, I mean, I played quite a bit of uh, Molly because well, quite frankly, when you got I'd a short I'd hit my meeting, head
5: on the desk if she went any longer. When you
3: got a short meeting, you got to fill up some time. So I so figured I'd uh, give some history and some uh, ins and outs of the uh, the commission. Lord. Uh, Alderwoman Turner on new and unfinished business. Uh, she's revisiting the whole issue of dollar store proliferation. Make, make sure that things were going... She was reached out to by a constituent. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Right? I like
0: this. Make sure that things were going well and she said that she had been uh getting uh photographs uh weekly from her staff with regard to all of the dollar generals in springfield so they are watching they do want to be successful so i, I just think that it's fair when people do something good that you that you give them a shout out look at you you made a new friend
5: <laughs> i needed <it> one more <laughs> no, we all <laughs> So. No, that, that was that's good though. The yeah, General is. I mean, you know. they're
3: following up. They're um, sending updates and uh, letting all their critters know uh, that they're um, keeping the place clean, making it look good.
5: Where am, I, where am I gonna get cheap donuts and cheap Dolly Madison cakes?
3: Come know. on! I don't know. All I right, like that. Uh, and then the Roman Descenso wanted to revisit. National Night Out. Uh,
0: I had three in Ward 6 and you guys were everywhere uh, so it was very nice. You were welcome everywhere. I saw the whole dog presentation um, at Isles Park and uh, Harvard Park. That was fantastic. So thank you. you. You you were out and in force and it was really appreciated.
4: You come down your alley or?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: never gets old, does it?
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs>
3: Did you did you hear the jab? Yeah, it's a it's a long running jab between Desenso and Redpath for whatever reason I'm not sure.
0: And it was really appreciated.
4: Did it come down your alley, or <laughs> it never gets old,
0: does it? Oh my gosh! <laughs> I
3: love I love I love Kristen's response. Uh, <laughs> I love because that's that's how I respond to Megan sometimes when she like she pokes fun at me. And I know she's poking fun at me just to be dumb. I
5: love it. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: love it. That's uh, there you go. That's your council roundup. <laughs>
5: <laughs> that's <a> council- <laughs> <laughs> That's today's
1: council roundup. Don't w-
5: <laughs> Never get told, does it? I love it.